I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Admission. Social media and even regular old media has contributed to the growing anxiety over a supposed increase in crime and lawlessness in San Francisco. Viral videos showing brazen shoplifting and attacks on elders have made it look like we're living in a crime-riddled Gotham City. Shoplifters usually try to conceal their crimes. Wow. Not this one at a Walgreens in San Francisco. Shouting in a Toysanese dialect, the 75-year-old woman says she was attacked. In less than a minute, 10 individuals ran out of Union Square's Neiman Marcus, their arms filled with high-end handbags. And right-wing media and politicians have seized that narrative to point out how liberal policies have made the city unsafe. But San Francisco leaders are pushing back against this growing national perception. Mayor London Breed and San Francisco Police Chief Bill Scott provided a mid-year 2021 Crime Stats presentation Monday to help set the record straight. Chronicle reporter Megan Cassidy joins me to talk about what the San Francisco leaders are saying about crime in San Francisco, a topic that has become bitterly divisive with city residents and leaders, and if we should be as concerned as those viral videos suggest. So, Megan, there is this overall impression, maybe largely driven by social media videos that have gone viral, that crime is rampant and escalating across San Francisco. Why don't we start with some good news? Which crimes aren't actually trending up, according to this SFPD data? Yeah, I mean, there are um, there are a lot of crimes that are, in fact, trending downwards. Um, so uh, robberies is one of them. Um, aggravated assaults, I think, is slightly up this year, but still trending largely downwards. Uh, and rapes are are also on the decline. Um, so th- that's great news. That that's a lot of violent crimes that uh, people are um, very very worried about. Um, but you know, meanwhile, other crimes are ticking upwards. So that is that would be uh, burglaries. That's both home and commercial, um, and and car thefts is another big one. So mm-hmm. what I think that the major, uh, the major push of this press conference was is to just kind of say, look, crime every year is going to either go up or go down. And that's, that's just the nature of crime trends. Um, they very rarely, if ever, are going to remain completely static. So, you know, what I think that Mayor Breed and, and uh, Chief Scott were trying to say is that uh, while some crimes are up from previous years and some crimes are down, the perception of San Francisco being this Gotham city that's just overrun by lawlessness is overblown, if not just a plain false narrative. I mean, some of the videos that have contributed to that impression are things that we've seen where there's just been this brazen shoplifting at Walgreens and at Neiman Marcus. What about for retailers? Because that seems to be a big point of concern. It, it is right, and and I think like like you said, um, that is something that the city is just constantly having to push against. Are are these uh, viral videos that that really stir up a, a visceral reaction uh, in people that see them? And and one thing that I should note is that um, both Mayor Breed and uh, Chief Scott really uh, had to strike this delicate balancing act to not trivialize those feelings um, while still you know. You know, addressing the 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 concerns that San Francisco San Franciscans have, um, but but yeah, like as you mentioned, the the viral videos uh, would suggest that things have just gotten to be incredibly bleak for retailers, and that is you know, 
It's kind of true. It's kind of not. Um, mm. So what, what the statistics show are that um, in the early two, uh, in early 2020 um, and, and since then, there were actually a lot fewer uh, shoplifting incidents uh, throughout the pandemic. And so, well, that makes sense, right? Because a lot of stores were closed. Um, but one thing that was happening is that the, uh, the stores that were deemed essential, like, you know, Walgreens, Target, ones where people were still getting their groceries, uh, there were reported, uh, self-reported upticks in apprehensions there for, um, for, uh, burglaries. So, you know, you know, it's like the ones that are open, maybe there is, there is an uptick in the crimes, but overall statistics, uh, show that, these reported incidents actually have been down um, over the past several mm-hmm. months. And so much of the concerns, aside from brazen shoplifting, have been things that have been so violent, such as the attacks against Asian elderly. We've been hearing reports about gun violence being up, not just in the Bay Area, but across the country. Mm-hmm. How did th- how did they address that kind of crime? Right. So the... Um, one thing that they they did point out is that uh, homicides have seen a small uptick in both 2020 and 2021. You know, that's not a trend that anybody wants to see. Um, but something to point out is that uh, San Francisco had a 58-year low in homicides um, in 2019. And e- even with the increases that we've seen in the last two years at, at the half-year point, um, are really nothing compared to as recently as 27. And, and these figures are dwarfed by figures that were uh, from a decade ago, two decades ago, and in the 90s. Um, so, you know, it, it's what they really want to say is like, yes, we, we share your concerns, but uh, we really don't want to have this false narrative uh, that seems to be happening in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, shootings, shootings are a particular concern though. Um, there were, I believe 119, um, shooting victims so far, uh, this year. And that's both, um, that's both non-fatal and fatal, uh, shooting victims. Uh, and that is significantly higher than we've seen in previous years. Um, that's from 2015 to, to 2020. So that that is a, an area that's a particular concern, but at the same time, you know, Mayor Breed wanted to temper these statistics by looking at other large cities. Chicago um, sees a bloodbath every weekend, particularly on holiday weekends. Um, cities across the country are also seeing similar increases in in gun violence. So mm-hmm. while it's troubling, it's an area of concern. It's not something that is unique to San Francisco. Have they offered any ideas or research to explain why there is this uptick of gun violence, for example? I know it's something or a question that a lot of people are trying to address. Sure. And, you know, not they didn't delve into it too much in, in this press conference, but... Um, uh, gun violence researchers have largely attributed uh, this uptick to uh, gun sales during the pandemic. People are freaking mm-hmm. out. They want, they, you know, there's there's a lot of uncertainty. There are there are economic woes. 
Uh, all these reasons um, you know, prompted a lot of people to go buy another gun or their first guns. And the, and the point that gun researchers are trying to make is if there are more guns out there, there are going to be more shootings out there. We'll be right back. You can support Fifth Emission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. At this point, crime in San Francisco has become a pretty divisive issue and the debate has gone very political you say that they were trying to, you know, Mayor Breed and, and Chief uh, Bill Scott were trying to play this delicate balance. But what do you think the press conference main objectives were, especially now when the debate has gotten very divisive? I, I think that it was just a, you know, it was a plea with the city to, uh, you know, watch these videos. It's OK to be concerned. We we get it and we want you to feel safe. But also just look at the statistics. And those videos are not just going viral in San Francisco. They're going viral all over the world. But what's not going viral, what's not being brought to the forefront, is the fact that in almost every single instance, our police department have arrested many of the people in these particular crimes. Nobody likes being being the city that's known for rampant, uh, rampant shopliftings. Nobody wants to be the city that... Target and Walgreens are pulling their business out of. And so it, it's just, it was, it's an attempt to try to correct the narrative. So District Attorney Chesa Boudin has had to bear a lot of the criticism that people have about what's going on in San Francisco with crime. And people are saying that his policies have made the city less safe. How has he weighed in on this latest update from SFPD? Sure. So he he wasn't actually part of this press conference, but we reached out to him afterwards, and you know, a lot of a lot of what was said in in this presser uh, tracks with what he has been saying all along, and particularly throughout these um, efforts to recall him. You know, he says that he agrees with Chief Scott, who emphasized that the uh, the statistics really run counter to the narrative around crime in San Francisco. Um, you know, he's stressed that most categories of crime, including violent crime, are down in San Francisco, but that most people, you know, a lot of people don't feel safe. And so what they're really working to try to do is to match the perception with the reality, you know, get San Francisco to be safer and get people to feel safer there, too. So now we're in this moment where the role of the police in the community is being highly scrutinized across the country. Chief Bill Scott mentioned in the press conference that the department is shorthanded. You got to balance that with the recruitment reality. Recruiting right now in policing is very hard. You know, we we have to be able to recruit to get people in the academy. So we're going to do all we can. You know, we've changed some of our recruiting strategies. We want to retain the people that we do hire. But we're about 400 short. What do you think the city is now saying about the significance of SFPD? Well, you know, um, Mayor Breed has been a a friend to the police department um, pretty much throughout her tenure. Um, 
And and what what she spoke about really was, was a vote of confidence for, for police. It's not just about funding the police or defunding the police. It's not just about funding one program over another. It's about a comprehensive strategy to make sure that the right investments are being made to deal with the challenges that exist. Chief Scott said that uh, police are uh, deploying more patrols, more footbeats to the targeted high crime corridors. Yeah, and hear me on this one. Police officers in the streets really matter when it comes to driving down robberies because people are less likely to rob people when they see officers nearby. That's just a reality. It's proven. It's tried and true. It matters. So, uh, you know, what, what they're saying is we really do need police there. We don't need to have this lock em up mentality of yesteryear, but uh, visibility of police does help to stem crime, according to to uh, some of their evidence that they presented. And it, and it just helps for people to feel safer in their own city. Mm-hmm. I mean, would it be fair to say that part of the press conference's objective was to boost public confidence in SFPD's abilities? I think I think that is that is fair to say. You know, there there's a lot been a lot of scrutiny on uh, police, not just in San Francisco, but nationwide across um, in the last year. Uh, San Francisco has really put, not embraced calls to, uh, quote unquote, defund the police in a lot of ways that you've seen in other cities. And I think that this was a way to show that, you know, especially in a time when San Franciscans are not feeling particularly safe, uh, that having a strong police presence um, can be an asset. Well, thank you, Megan, so much for talking through your reporting with me. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Megan Cassidy is a crime reporter with The Chronicle. You can find her story about what Mayor Lennon Breed and Chief Bill Scott had to say about SF crime online now at sfchronicle.com or on The Chronicle app. Thank you to King Kaufman for producing this episode and to you for listening. 